Welcome to Music Ranked, a special production from the Toddcast Podcast. Each month, Todd and I review some of our favorite bands and musical acts. Stemming from a list Eric made a decade ago, he created an algorithm to see who exactly was his favorite band. Now, I do extensive research and rate and review every song. We talk about our memories and artist histories. At the end, we will have all music Music ranked. Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast for another exciting installment of Music Ranked with Eric. Eric, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. We're going to talk about um, the wonderful band REM today, in which, truthfully, I have to give you credit, even though you don't know this, that I think I've, I listened to REM first because of probably a cassette player you had in our, our bedroom years and years ago in the mid-90s. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would stand to a certain kind of reason. Uh, REM ranked. Let's see here. They ranked what twenty mid twenties in my list. So for those not familiar, we're we're doing a simple project here where I take a list that I created back in two thousand seven, and we go through and I listen to all the discography, and then I kind of say, Todd, these are the ones that I think are worth listening to, and then we both give our general opinions. I rank <laughs> uh, based off a pretty strict formula that takes all the star rankings and say, Hey, this is where you end up. And you kind of still give the, you rank, but you kind of, um, you do an alternate, uh, like algorithm. Uh, what exactly, how are you doing this? So to speak, I know you have a formula and you have a spreadsheet. <laughs> so give me a little, give me a little rundown in here. Cause I don't know if we've ever really talked about how you're kind of looking at them afterwards. Yes. I mean, you're, whereas you're going with in getting their whole discography and listening to everyone and ranking every song, and then you plug that into an NPS style ranking algorithm. Mine's a lot more loose um, in that basically I just take the music that I have in iTunes on hand and I rank all the songs and then I kind of export all that into Excel and do some math based on the star ratings. In all honesty, I've, I've whereas you're all like you finish a band you hit them with the algorithm so you're probably yeah. very well versed in exactly how yours works i did mine i don't know six months ago and yeah, kind I'm of sure. just grabbed grabbed everything at that point to get because you have your 2007 list that's sort of your starting point yeah that's and everything that you've been grid. doing yeah. since has been sort of a okay have things you know has this band gone up in rankings down in rankings where are they like you have a sort of a baseline and so I've just done the baseline like six months ago. And basically, I think what I did was just like, okay, the bands who have the most stars are clearly the bands that I like the most, which I know isn't necessarily accurate because you could be a super awesome band that only ever put out one 10 track album and a group that put out 20 different albums that collectively have 11 five star songs. It's going to look like I like that band better. So I did do some little back-end tweaking. I think there may have been, you know, a bit of a bracket tournament system at one point to try and determine, you know, which was which. Sure. But so there's not as much hardcore math or sort of specificity on mine. A, that my algorithm isn't as nifty as yours. And B, like I said, I'm ranking the music that I have on hand. Uh, and I know yeah, that you're since not... we, since, yeah, since we've started on this, frankly, a fair number of the groups that you've, you, you've got here. Like I know of like two or three of their songs and they were great and cool. And by that, by virtue of that, they weren't even on my list at all. Like there just wasn't enough. Like when I put together my list, if I didn't have 
I think, five songs from a group, they just weren't put into consideration for the top 100. Which is fair, right? Which, which, I mean... which, which for the baseline is fair. I think that there, there are a lot of groups that aren't on my list that I think are good groups. America, for example. I think I only had like three songs for America. But shame, shame. Good thing we fixed that. I, well, yeah, exactly. Because I really like America. And they p- should have been in that original top 100. But I only had three of their songs. Yeah. And that didn't seem that didn't seem somehow right to to bump someone for someone who clearly I'm not any into enough to have more than three of their songs. Well, we've since right. rectified that. You know, well, that, that's yeah, so, that's kind of some of the the, the plan here. And uh, my 2007 list is a hodgepodge of mess uh, in many <laughs> aspects because you look at it and you say, what the hell? And then there definitely it's, are great bands that aren't on there. And you're like, yeah. I don't know what was going on, but. You know, I'm not going to try to justify my thoughts 13 years ago. Um, I will tell you, though, spoiler alert, R.E.M. landed at the exact same spot when this was all said and done. So really, they were like accurately. Yes. So huh. now now, granted, we are we're talking um, ranking. They were 23rd. OK. And okay. they finished at 23rd. It's just as simple. Now, there's a lot of movement in the top 23 everywhere else. But R.E.M. was exactly where I thought they would be. Now, the test here is there's going to be a lot of groups that beat them, that pass them up. Because, right. you, you know, like, you kind of, I don't know, some of them are high. Some of my groups went up and some of my groups went down. You know, but REM was kind of where they're at. And I, I feel like they underperformed in my in the actual calculations. And they did a little bit better in my mind when I originally ranked. So I'll just break into it here because I'm sure everyone is a little less interested in algorithm scoring and more interested in the actual <laughs> group of REM. So I was not aware REM actually started in the 80s. I had no idea that that was they were an actual thing. Um, to me, when I first listened to their first couple albums for the first time, I'm like, wow, this kind of reminds me of like Smith's, you know, S yeah, tone. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't the REM that I, I mean, iconic REM to me was like, 90 mid 90s you know losing my religion rem that's how i just picture yeah. them and although yeah. they didn't sound much different there was slight tone differences it's slight, yeah. slight uh, like maybe it's more somber uh the songs weren't as different in tone like all the songs kind of sounded similar to me or so forth you know yeah. and and for that i was like huh interesting you know and i was not aware that they were around for so long i just thought they came out in the 90s with like the rest of the grunge guys you know i figured nirvana and you know pearl jam and and um you know and and uh and rem were all one of the same and as you listen you realize that is not the case they are totally different in many aspects you would not i wouldn't even consider them grunge at all no and Ooh. you could you could understand where the term alternative comes from because it's not classic rock, it's not grunge, it's like it's REM, and and I mean like yeah. what do you call it? Yeah. And it's so so I uh, you know where where did you firstly did you have REM prior to me saying hey check out these albums and and you acquiring those albums? <clears throat> did you have any REM? Was it in a standard I, rotation? Uh, I did. I had out of time which is the album that had losing my religion on it. And that I can only, I, that has to be, if you credit me with introducing you to REM from overhearing it back in the day, that absolutely has to be it. Cause that's the only album of theirs that I ever had. Um, 
I used to work at the library and the library had CDs that you could borrow. And I, I'm like, cause I was never that like, I, I trust me losing my religion was in such heavy rotation on MTV, etc. Oh, that, yeah. like You, you no, knew I, yeah. what that was. Um, shiny, happy people was in pretty decent. Like there were a handful of salt. Like I knew who REM was right. And mostly they were known for the whole losing my religion piece. Absolutely. Um, and it was by, virtue of i was working at the library and saw their album there and was like well i can take this home tonight and listen to it at zero cost to myself <laughs> so i did and that album was pretty decent and i enjoyed it um you know and acquired that and like you said that's what you would have heard growing up in our you know shared bedroom when you know i was a teenager and you were just a wee lad um yeah and you know since then again i'd heard it on the radio but just never like REM was all right. I wasn't that super into them. Like if they came on the radio, I wasn't necessarily going to turn it away, but I wasn't going out of my way to, to buy their music either. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until, you know, recently we were like, Hey, we're REM's coming up. Listen to, you know, I recommend you check out this, this, and this, um, to which I listened to murmur green. And like I said, I already had out of time. Um, and I concur. Their early stuff, yeah, it's it's sort of that, you know, sort of the Smiths, the Cure, that sort of yeah. era of '80s music. I like. I think you nailed it there. It to me, it meant, sort of falls into that same sort of genre. Um, which again, it's not bad music. It's not necessarily the '80s music. Like I, when it comes to the '80s, I tend to go either new wave or hair metal groups that would be <laughs> well not so much hair metal, but like like foreigner and uh sure. you know journey like groups that would have been classic rock or come from the classic rock era and have just continued on into that time for, like it's still rock and roll i guess sure um or new wave like i've never been that super into like the smiths or the cure or stuff like again they've got songs i've i've listened to and that are fine but they're not really what i'm into and rem falls into that category the further you get along into REM's timeline and discography, the more stuff there is that I can enjoy and have enjoyed. But even so, it's sort of a track off of this album, a couple of tracks off of that album. Like, I don't know that I would put myself down as an REM fan, per se. Yeah, I think I think you you and I are very similar in that aspect because I, I don't have an issue and this is one I, I don't I haven't listened to a lot of the Smith or the Cure or anything like I've only truthfully I've only listened to most of their songs when I've heard them from like movie soundtracks or whatever. And I don't dislike him. I right. just haven't got there yet. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll figure out if I actually like them or not. You know, but they're <laughs> not on the list, so it's difficult. Right. So yeah. Uh, and and what I've realized. So I listen to a lot of podcasts, and it seems to me the artsy folk, the the musicians, and many of the critics really liked their early stuff. Like they, they went on, some of them were going bonkers over some of the early stuff like murmur and, and some of these albums. They, I believe they said their debut album was like many went on the record to say it's the greatest debut album of any band. One of the, you know, not the greatest, but one of the greatest. And I just did not score those well. And no. just because the songs were all okay, there were no like pop hit songs, which, I grade pretty heavily. Like I love the uh, like a a pop song or or a song that is a radio song, no pun intended. 
right. <laughs> that that I <laughs> like I legit say, all right, this is a song that you play on the radio and and this is why people like them. I guess I'm very basic and average when it comes to that. You know, I'm not a musician, so I don't understand the nuances of this and that when it comes to skill set. I just kind of want something that I can listen to, sing along, hum along, or enjoy, you know, hearing, which often those the ones with, you know, that have the that gets caught in your head, which becomes the radio song. So, right. Right. Um, you know, obviously, you know, there is overlap where the critics and some of the, you know, uh, musicians and, and so forth, love the same songs and, you know, hence what's happened to, uh, losing my religion and some of the other ones, they kind of overlap and become the mega success hits, but the people are going nuts over murmur and, and I just didn't get into it. And, you know, I don't know if they scored a bunch of ones or, you know, they didn't score a bunch of ones, but they surely didn't score no. a bunch of fives. <clears throat> no, Murmur for me is is two stars down the line. There is one track off of Murmur, West of the Fields, that now I'm looking at that has three stars. And I almost wonder if I gave that a three star almost as a pity star. So yeah. that the whole album wasn't two star. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. like, I feel like that song was fine. That it was acceptable, but like all the rest of them, I'm like, yep, I've heard this once. If I never hear this again, that will be fine. Two stars. Um, yeah. Green picked things picked up. Like there, there are a couple of three, three stars. I think, uh, you know, the ones that ranked higher were the ones that you, I'd heard before. Stand and Orange Crush, like, which are are, are good songs. Like I think they yeah. almost got their extra star from nostalgia. Out of Time did really well because again. I've been listening to that one since 1991 when it dropped. So there's a lot of built-in whatever there. And, you know, anything more recent than that, like I said, probably if I've heard it on the radio, it would have done well. The rest of it would be like, mm, okay, this, yep, that's R.E.M. Moving on. Yeah. No, <laughs> so, I, I mean, for me, know. for me, the album that, you know, obviously if we skip ahead, the Out of Time album was my, my most, you know, popular favorite. And then Automatic for the People was uh, yeah. the next and um and you know for for me those were the top albums i think i then it goes a document and a couple other ones and it wasn't pretty close i think out of time was just by far the best one but i think that you know a lot of it does well, come down to your nostalgic if you've listened to it in the past it's just very difficult to hear a song for the first time and be like oh that should you know rank really well or this is a five star like you just don't find those laying around well, and I also think, you know, at a time specifically, there's a lot of range and diversity on that in terms of different different sounds and, and different things to hear. Like, there's some rock stuff. There's some poppy stuff. Like, the, the tempos and such, yeah. they, they, they change. It's different. Whereas it just seems like a lot of the other stuff is all very similar, which is yeah. not necessarily a bad thing, just not necessarily my taste or what I'm looking for. Well, I mean, you mentioned one thing. So I, I, I did hear you mentioned Stand earlier. And I think we had an offline conversation when I was going through REM. So when I listen through and, and go uh, through the bands, a lot of times I'll chat with you on a daily basis. Yeah, I just listen to this album. This is what I think. Or, man, I'm, I'm underwhelmed or overwhelmed or these, this group's a lot better, blah, blah, blah. So you and I will just have offline conversations. And I think you and I both realized that, um, or at least for me, Stand was the first song and I guess I should put it up this way. Let's pivot to Weird Al. Weird Al's version <laughs> of Spam, 
I thought was a complete original. And then when I hear Stand, I said, oh, my goodness, I never knew that was a parody. And that was the first <laughs> song probably that Weird Al put out that I, was, that I thought was an original that actually was someone else's. So for the longest time, and probably to this day, if you start playing the, the background you know, music of Stand, I'm going to think of Spam first and foremost. Is that, was, yeah. is, was that the same kind of what you were talking about? Did you know? <laughs> did you know oh, that? I- I, I did like I, I knew that Spam was based off Stand because Stand got a lot of lot of radio play. Um, okay. Like there's a reason Weird Al picked it because it was it was you know a popular one of its day. So yeah, I I don't necessarily have that. I think it's awesome that that is your. <laughs> you start to hear that opening intro music and you immediately go to Spam, and the Weird Al version. I mean, I will say this about Weird Al: there have been plenty of different songs and whatnot that I've heard that I've actually heard the Weird Al version for like I I don't have that same experience with you on this particular song but I have had that experience with other songs um there 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 are it's <laughs> it's really weird the number of Rolling Stones songs that <laughs> yeah. I heard I I heard a snippet in his you know polka compilation of Rolling Stone stuff long before I actually heard the actual Rolling Stone original. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> so well, I get that where is you're coming from. That is a thing for sure. That, well, the polka's for sure. That's like 99% of all songs, even to this day he'll do, because <laughs> I don't listen to much pop. So like he'll do a polka and I'm like, I don't know that song. And then I'll hear it on the radio. I'm like, oh, I know the words of that. You know, so it's, it's <laughs> right. Thank right. you, Weird Al. And then that's basically where Stand came from. It might I probably even heard Weird Al before I've ever even heard a REM, which is pretty funny to think about yeah. that I've, you know, heard their sound before he even they I've heard them. So here we'll take a break real quick. We'll come back. We'll look at some of the the best or most iconic songs from the group. When buying clothes, you have choices. You can be stylish, be trendy outspoken but those are all the wrong answers we want you to be like justin bedline be beige why show personality in your clothing when you can lock yourself away and be forgotten franchise 10 apparel has been bringing the best clothes and accessories that'll never be seen even hermits wear shirts visit justinbenline.com and save 30 percent off the justin benline collection justinbenline.com no personality no problem so we we're just talking about one of their top songs stand was a five-star song for me because uh for many different reasons um but they have for me they had about 10 10 five stars and uh a decent amount of fours you know they've really rem fell in the mostly three aspect where they just kind of had a bunch of songs that were ah okay you know they're fine um, and then there were some songs that I just thought were like, yeah, these not so hot. They didn't score one. They didn't have really any no- noise tracks for me. So if we go on the Todd scale, I'm assuming that they, if you listen to everything, we shift that all down a bit. I'm looking at it now and I don't have a, I don't have a five star on here. Like they didn't have anything like losing my religion, a track called end game and shiny happy people are all four stars for me my god and you are I, such and I w- you are such a beast when it comes to tra- <laughs> how are you- losing my religion is not a five star song that is just crazy well well and here i i think here's why again i was alive when that was out like i think it loses a star because it was so played to hell and back damn you back pjs 
Like I like like I like I think if it weren't for that, it probably could be a five star song. But my you know for me, five stars are. If this comes up in shuffle on, under almost any circumstances, I will want to hear it. And losing religion doesn't pass that test, mainly due to the it's just over been overplayed. Like it's yeah, not oh well. it's a slower more somber song because God knows I've got plenty of those that are five stars. It's it's a slower somber song that there's still a little part of me that's back in the the, the mid '90s that's just sick to fucking death of hearing this thing again. Yeah, no, I mean <laughs> it was huge. So now that, you know. on the other side. I only got one one star song out of that. There's a track called Hair Shirt off of Green that I literally uh-huh. could I could not make it through. Like I can't I I can't even remember what it was, but I was I, I'm like, nope, I'm just super over this. Like I feel like there's some rambling verbal component to that that I was like, yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I I recall that song. I don't remember what yeah. um what was good or bad. But I do remember if there were some issues there. They had 203 songs, and they were a band that was around for quite some time. So the overall, I mean, obviously bearing the lead. If you're familiar with R.E.M., you know Michael Stipe is the lead singer. And it was interesting listening to the band in general. So I listened to many podcasts that talked, um, that were interviews with him. Uh, There were some that broke down the actual, like, songs, which was kind of cool. Um, there was an entire series, a comedy series that just talks about REM. Uh, and oh. I know you'd appreciate this. Scott Ackerman and um, Adam Scott from, uh, you know, Parks okay. and Rec. They did, yeah, yeah. A, they did an entire season. So they have a podcast, You Talk and Talking Heads uh, to My Talking Head. All right. So they did a comedy podcast <laughs> that was bo- based off of just talking about the talking heads, right? Okay. Then after they did, did the Talking Heads, I believe they split and they did one for U2, and then they did one for REM, and I conti- I think they continue. So I listened okay. and sampled several different their episodes, and they go down and they talk about all the albums, and there was a decent amount of albums for REM. So they did uh, our albums, and they also had some interviews, um, and it was very humorous and very much in the in the you know comedy bang bang kind of uh, tone. Uh, okay. But I listen so so I listened to a quite quite a few and. And I will also tell you on YouTube, I've never quite came across like the behind the scenes, small documentaries of each album as REM had one done for almost every single one of their later albums. You know, the camera crew follows them around. It's sometimes in like black and white. It just, there's no narrator. It just, you know, them sitting in a room, talking to a producer, going to a, a, a show, they all kind of seem the same. And then they have little bits and pieces talking about the new upcoming album and the songs and the touring dates and what they're doing. Uh, there was a million of them, Todd. I swear, <laughs> like, like <laughs> I could, you could tell everything that there was. Um, every single album that they put out recently had some type of documentary attached to, to it, and I watched all those. So I had a really good understanding, especially with the behind the, you know, behind the music's REMs and all the other things. I had a good understanding that this band, you know, what this band was about, how they got started. How, you know, how long they were, you know, what their writing process is, you know, it was the exact opposite of, you know, someone like Cake, where I could find like three things, you know. All that being said, R.E.M. was a pretty crazy band in the terms that they were like very much everybody was apart, you know, very much like they all voted together and they stayed they stayed as a band like forever. 
And then they, when they broke up, it wasn't a matter of like, they broke up because of politics or any other aspect. They were just like, yeah, I think we're done. And, okay. and, and it was, that was, it gonna, was it yeah, was, that was going to be my question is, did they have any kind of fallout or they just no, basically really. sort of retire kind of a no. thing? Their drummer at one point in time. So they were, uh, they replaced, I believe it was their drummer. He had a, um, he had a, Jeez, it was either like a minor stroke or basically a pretty severe health issue in the middle of a tour in which okay. um, he, you know, he that was the beginning of the end where they kind of replaced him. But besides that, um, everybody else, you know, kind of stick stood with the band, stayed with the band, had uh, equal influence and equal credits. I, I think they credited everyone. So like everybody got writing credits, which I guess from listening to a lot of podcasts and kind of getting into the music industry from the back end um it sounds to me like getting writing credits is a big deal when it comes to getting paid in the future with yeah. royalties yeah, yeah 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 so they they credited everyone with the band or for every song which was cool it sounded nice. like this was a quality band in terms of like they got it right they they just figured that this is a group and yes i might be the lead singer but if i don't have a drummer if i don't have a bass player if i don't have this then we don't have a band and i kind of yeah. love that by oh, listening yeah. about no. it because you don't you know let's face it i don't necessarily love the cocky and the peacock natured people like they kind of annoy me when you you know yeah. and i imagine that happens quite frequently in bands where they you know, Michael Stipe had every reason in the world to be like, yeah, this is my band. Everybody, when you think R.E.M., you think of me, you don't think anybody else. And it just never seemed to do that. So um, from a from yeah. a perspective of listening and, and kind of following along, I wasn't, you know, I was semi impressed with uh, how they handle themselves. But they've since retired, so they don't have any new stuff. But, you yeah. know, you can still find Michael Stipe out there talking. Um whether boy, you, I mean, he's political for sure. So you can find him oh. talking as recent as this latest, you know, election. Um, you can find his comments on everything, which is good and fine, and and take it for what it is. But he did yeah. not stray away from being political. No, no, he, you know, even you know, in their heyday, he was very outspoken. I can't remember. I think it was like. Some award show could have been like the MTV awards or, or something, but it was the year losing my religion was everywhere and it won a bunch of stuff and they won a bunch of stuff. And I remember there was some gimmick he did where he had like a t-shirt that said, Christ, I can't even remember what the political topics were at the time, but like, you know, I'm just going to make some up, you know, he had a t-shirt that said, you know, ban the bomb. And the next time like, he had them like, like he had like 12 t-shirts on top of each other like layered and every time they went up he'd pull one off and there was another you know ah point of view underneath cool. of it right, um yeah. you know wear a condom you know be cool yeah, to sure. each other like it's just every time they go went something he'd peel off another layer and there'd be a, like that's been that's been you know if you have this platform and you feel strongly about things why wouldn't you use that platform to you know spread the word you know, you Absolutely. might not agree with him. Like, I don't know that I don't know that I necessarily agree with him on all the things, but I absolutely can understand where you'd come across. Like, I've got, you know, I've got your someone's ear. I, you know, no one says they have to listen to me, but I'm going to try. So I, I can. Get yeah. That. Well, it's always uh, it's always a difficult decision as a human being, though, if you know that you're going to alienate, you know, <laughs> certain people. But when it comes down to it, you know, that's that's the decision. And, and most people. You know, I think in the music industry, don't care. They, I, they, I, everybody, it seems for the most part, you know, they kind of easily choose one side or the other. You hear, you know, 
you, you hear, you know, hey, I'm actively talking about this. And I guess the ones that we don't hear about, they just don't say anything and then we never know any better. So it, yeah. it is what it is. You choose your outcome there. Um, besides, besides, you know, some of the backstory stuff, there wasn't really super moments where I'm like, oh, you have to hear about the time this and so forth. The REM was pretty tame. They seemed pretty yeah. good. They were longstanding. They put out a decent amount sense. of hits. Um, Todd, what's your favorite REM song? I mean, even though I just talked a bunch of smack about how it can't be a five star, I think it probably would still be losing my religion. Like, I think that, I mean, it's, it's a very, very good song. It's, it's well executed. It's thoughtful. It's, it's, it's very good. It's just, unfortunately, I've heard it a whole hell of a lot. Sure. And I, I'm sure, <laughs> um, and for all those, uh, that are big fans of hell's bells and the religious sect, uh, losing my religion does not have to do, at least from all uh, stories does not actually have to do with religion whatsoever. It is a southern term of um, basically what uh, losing my religion is essentially like being at your wits end, exactly. sort of a thing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. That that's basically it. So you know you're yeah. you're you're over it. So um, so mom, don't worry. Losing my religion is not a uh, devil worshiping song. Although the Correct. the video was also kind of creepy in its own right and weird yeah they mix some metaphors in there <laughs> absolutely absolutely um a couple other notable songs for me was man on the moon i thought that was great um yeah i also uh and uh the one i love and uh stand uh you know and for all you out there you know there's a couple other good ones out there like everybody hurts so yeah. and it's the end of the and, world as we know it yeah which, that's where i was gonna go next it came pretty popular in 2020 so yeah 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 for sad good reasons yeah yeah. Do you have any yep, other yep. lasting thoughts on REM, Todd? No, I think that I think that kind of like I said, they're, they're they're a good group. You know, some of their stuff wasn't to my taste. I don't dislike them, but not necessarily my favorite either. They're the vanilla ice cream in the the Neapolitan music selection. As oh, far as I'm and that's concerned. why I like them a little bit more because I'm a go. I'm a vanilla strawberry and then chocolate slash. <laughs> Hate me if you will. All right. Yeah, they finished 23rd, 23rd out of mine. So uh, next up on the docket, we have Nirvana, which uh, we will see how they rank. Uh, they were both in their prime at the same amount of time. So we'll see if Nirvana yeah. can take out REM. So Well, cool. Well, thanks, Eric. Good talking to you, folks. If uh, you want to tap into to Eric Knowledge Base there and check out any of the podcasts and documentaries he was talking about, head on over to musicranked.com. And until next time, I hope you all have a good one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toddcast Podcast. If you have comments, questions, or topic ideas you'd like us to chat about, you can reach out on social. Search for Toddcast Podcast. Visit our website at toddcastpodcast.com with a single D in Todd. There you will find show notes, original articles, and a backlog of episodes. If you'd enjoyed this episode, please feel free to share with your like-minded friends. Perhaps you would consider subscribing, following, or marking this podcast as a favorite if you've not yet done so. And of course, reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts are appreciated. Thanks again for listening to the Toddcast.